The DL Debate with Sister Sarah's Letterkenny, serving food you'll love in Sarah's Kitchen. Welcome one and all to the DL Debate, your weekly radio show and podcast wrapping all things GAA in the county and around the North West. Later in the show we're going to hear from Gillick Life's Michael McMullen. We're going to look at the Derry Club Championship and a look across the Ulster Club Championships. But first of all, I'm delighted to say we are joined by the one and only John Jazz Harns, the unit chairman and record championship holder, and Frank Craig, Donegal News GA correspondent, to look at the senior championship and a wee dip into intermediate and junior. Lads, how are you this evening? Good, Brendan. Yeah, good, Brendan. Yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. Listen, we'll kick, kick straight on it, uh, 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 Frank. You were around the grounds at the weekend there and, uh, I shared a seat with you, uh, in Maharagallon yesterday for, uh, as an Ardra man yourself. It was, uh, not the nicest of viewing, uh, Frank. You want to kick off with that game and what you seen there? I listened to 13 in the audience, Brenton. I know both sides went into the game, you know, minus some really, really big hitters, but, you know, with all due respect, our driver probably in a, in a real period of transition. When you look through the names that were missing on the Guidor side, you know, they really stood out. But at the same time, I mean, our drive, maybe they were plucky, maybe might be the best word to describe them in the first quarter. But once Damon Collum uh, banged in that first goal, you know, our drive, brittle, brittle confidence. Uh, they crumbled and Guidor kicked on in good style. And, you know, there's kind of some question marks maybe over Guidor chatting to Trevor during the week. He was very honest about who was missing, as was Damien Devaney. You know, nobody trying to pull the wool over anybody's eyes. But I think Daryl Boyle, who is on his travels, will be back if they qualify for the knockout stages, what they should do. And also Orrin uh, McNeilish, who is an ankle injury, should be coming back into the fray there. So maybe anybody that maybe is writing Guido's, you know, football and obituary this term at least, or, or, or think they've maybe demised or dropped out of that so-called top four, you know, it might be a wee bit premature for that kind of talk. Yeah, interesting, Frank. We'll get those bits and pieces that you got yesterday as well uh, later in the show. John, um, there's people talking about a big three there. Uh, Gidor obviously missing a whole host of players and possibly rule these, rule these guys out there if they get even four of those players, four or five of those players back in. Absolutely, Ben. You know, the quality players that they're missing and uh, if they get them back, you know, they are going to be very strong. But I suppose, Ben, to be honest about it, is like they have dropped off from after one Ulster Club Championship, like we spoke about this before, like when they won that Ulster Club Championship and the, the uh, age profile of the team, I know that the two, McGee and Cassidy, you know, were, were, were veterans of that team, but, you know, they had a lot of young boys and they were flying and we were all in the county kind of worried that they were going to dominate for a period and it didn't happen for them after that. So, you know, whatever, you know, it's just hunger. They've won an Ulster Club Championship. It may be hard to keep going. I know, Frank, they're saying that they have players to come back and they will come back and they will help them. But the reality is that if you're away traveling, you know, taking your eye off the ball and every young player should do it and go to America or whatever, you know, and Ron, Owen McNeil is a trender. Like when they do come back, Ben, they're not going to be at full pelt. That's the wee thing that I'd be worried about. You know, it's great to have them back, but if you're in St. Junin's or Kilcar or, you know, I know Neil Collin got a scare yesterday where you have all your players there and they're pushing hard for places and the competition stuff and the panel, you know, it's pushing the training on, it's pushing on. And that'd be my only week, be my only concern for Gidor that, you know, all right, them players might come back, but what kind of shape are they going to be in when they come back? But listen, you know, old McNeilis on his day and, you know, Daryl Wade and a few of them boys, you know, they had formed, they can, you know, they can cause it, they can cause a, cause problems, Ben. 
And, you know, we talked about have the big four gone to a big three, but, you know, Gidor are still going to be there, thereabouts. Mm, I agree, yeah. You're just talking to Darrow Boyle, Nell Freel, McFadden Ferry, McNeilish, Mayo Carroll. I mean, obviously, some of them are long term. You know, McCollum, actually, he was man of the match yesterday in McCollum 2 3. He's heading away now to, to teach as well. So, listen, it all just depends on, on who's coming in, who's coming out. Just a quick word, listen, I don't want really, to um, bypass our draw here, Frank. You know, you, you mentioned transition there. Is there anything that's happening at the club would mean that the transition's going to turn? Because, listen, let's be honest, I mean, they were way off the pace yesterday in terms of competing in that game. Is, is there anything happening at the club would, would, would give you an, an idea of the, of the future that they could maybe get back on the, a, a foot where they could compete? I've kind of never heard as much talk about underage structures, you know, this this last year too. Simply because maybe we've looked at that top four and other count or other clubs in the county are wondering, you know, are they going to fit to get their act together? You look at four masters, maybe you know, have turned a corner. People talking about the great work that's going on in McCool's. Um, you know, people may be looking at St. Unions as well and pointing out maybe that maybe John Unions maybe haven't been punching, you know, their usual weight at underage the last few years. Kilkiar very worried. But in terms of our draw, like, I think there's some brilliant work being done. Uh, it's well down the track. I think it's even below under 16, you know. So it's not going to be in the immediate future, Brenton, that, that, that a corner is turned in Pierce Memorial Park. You're probably looking at doing what a lot of those clubs have done like the for masters, like the McCools, and even like St. Unions, which is go back to basics, you know, tear up the rule book, start from scratch. And listen, as we get older, we kind of realize that maybe, you know, five, six, seven, eight, even 10 years, a decade is a blink of an eye. Like, I think, you know, all good things come to an end, but there's always usually a rebirth and regeneration in these things. And listen, our draw are probably one of those, you know, genuine big hitters, or they're at least always competitive. You know, they were always taking big scalps. They were one in championships. Uh, they were always competitive and at, at the tail end of underage competitions. I mean, a lot of good underage minors, under 16s, under 21s, guys that you would have played against. You know, you just took it for granted that this, this continuality was always going to be there. Now, I know in terms of development down there, there's a new S&C centre being built independently of the brilliant clubhouses there. I mean, there's hopefully a new phase in terms of going on and, and introducing maybe, I think, floodlight astroturfs. Or stuff. You know, the work never stops. But again, in terms of a GA club, I suppose your bread and butter and why we all get involved and, and want to progress through to see results at senior level. But listen, it's going to take time. It's it's, it's not going to happen overnight. And we're probably just going to have to batten down the hatches now in, in the next few years. Like Nothing nice about seeing your own club maybe going to the likes of uh, Guidor and suffering like that. And even though know, we've players away, but it's very hard to keep lads around when they're, you know, they know they're not going to be competitive. And listen, the world is everybody's oyster now, particularly, I mean, the way things are in this country economically and the way we've, we've been the last two years, lads, you cannot blame them for looking towards London, America, you know, Australia, the Middle East. I mean, uh, the potential to go out there, play football, earn decent crust. I mean, it, it's just, it's more of a temptation to, to players in clubs that are struggling. I mean, it's probably very easy to hang about uh, the Kilkar and the letter Kenny's at this moment but it, it just isn't as attractive at sides that are maybe you know in danger of even dropping down to intermediate like our draft could be in a real battle this year you know we, we talk about dropping out of you know division one but to surrender senior status like I mean that could be the battle that's on their hands now yeah listen agree Frank there's, there's such a huge thing there John and the reason I was 
throwing at the Frank there, obviously, because he, he would have a good idea of what's happening in Erdra, because there's quite a few teams there that, you know, in this senior mix, which are, I suppose they're, they're looking at certain fixtures saying, you know, that's a defeat. You know, that's not championship. And, and, yeah. and I think we've got to realign what we're saying about championship. Well, I mean, yesterday or at the weekend there, John, the championship kicked out, but it's not championship the way it used to be. You can't call these group stages championship. Now, listen, the, the, the Glenn Swilly, um, Neve Connell game and Killy Biggs, Glenn Fun, I think were the two games probably, uh, in particular where there's probably that more, bit more fire. I know there's a couple of draws in there as well. We'll get, get in them down, down, uh, as the show goes on, but, I'm just wondering, John, about the how we look at the group stages of the championship. The football isn't what you call championship, you know. Yeah, well, Ben, th- th- you know that's that's a conundrum for for the fixtures committee and the clubs themselves. Like, if we're going to have sixteen clubs, senior clubs in Donegal, that's that's you know that there is really no other option. You have to give club players group games, groups. I agree with it. You know, I know Tyrone and I know Tyrone club football pretty well. They're going to knock out. But their league football seems to be a lot more competitive then. Maybe because of that, that they want to, you know, they're going to have one chance in, 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 in the championship. So therefore, they take the league series as, you know, they might get a league title or, you know, league games are big and thrown. Uh, it's hard, Ben, if we're going to have 16 teams, you know, it's very, it's very hard to, to come up, to come up with another solution for it. Uh, if you're going to have strong teams, you know, there's always been strong teams, Ben, and Donegal. Like, for me and you started, I had a very interesting conversation last week in Bundoran when I was down for a few days, and I went up to the Allingham and had a cup of coffee with the fireman. He's serving good coffee up there outside the Allingham from, from McCool's, Gavin Gallagher. And he was saying to me that, you know, McCool's boys, although that they're trying hard, there's a bit of this thing that, you know, we're not going to win anything. Why bother? Yeah. You know, you know that, that was creeping in. And I thought to myself a couple of days later, you know, Okay, that's fair enough. You might, but like we all started at the bottom. Ben, when we started playing, when I started playing for St. Junos in 1995, St. Junos hadn't won a senior championship game in seven years. Yeah. In seven years, now we got to the semi final that year. '96 got to the semi final, and then won it in '97. Uh, you know, so we came through Ben with, with good underage teams. So you know, Glenn, Glenn, Colm Kelber strong. Uh, Bally Shannon were strong. The great Kelly Beggs team, like they were three top teams at the time. Glenn, you know, there were other top teams, but we came from nowhere. So, you know, clubs can't, you know, players can't throw in the towel bin and just say, oh, Unions are strong, Glenties are strong, Kilcar are strong, Gidor strong. We're not going to want anything here. It might take you two or three years. McCool's of young players coming through, you know. There's other clubs there, you know, for Masters are doing a lot of work at underage. You know, they're not going to want a championship maybe in the next three or four years, but they might want it in five or six when them boys all come through and they have a, a good nucleus of players in their early 20s. So you can't really throw in the third, Ben. That's, you know, no, no I agree, John. Club, I, I, I just don't know, John. You see, the difference was, if you take it back to that time, John, you had the home and away and the potential third yeah. game and then you had the knockout, right? So either you, you give it your all, so it was proper championship, you had to cut yeah. at somebody and you, were, you either were in or you were out then. I think now while we're lining up teams to play the bigger teams every other week or something like that, I just don't know if there's any sense in that. And if you look at it then, John, because these teams are senior teams and I think they're probably too strong for, for intermediate, uh, a lot of them are, some of them maybe are heading that way, obviously, but if you think of it, John, it's almost if you need a secondary competition, like a, like a shield yeah. or something, because you, what yeah. you've just said yeah. there about McCool's, that's very unfair. Now, if them guys are going to training, John, if, if they really think, right, we can't win a senior championship. And listen, the majority of teams in this championship probably think that way. There must be something for them to aim to, because if you said the league 
as a league. So I think we nearly need to have a re-look at it in terms of giving these teams at the, uh, that, that aren't making, say, the quarters another competition, at least to try and win something. Do you, I think that's only fair in them. Yeah, yeah, but will there be any prestige in that, Ben? You know, the, these these regional competitions have tried in Donegal umpteen times and they've, yeah. have, they've never succeeded. You know, what I would say to the McCrudes boys is, you know, you might want it this year, you might want it next year, but as long as you're making progress and you're building and you're getting young players in and you're getting more competitive and you're getting closer to the top teams, you know, St. Dunes won't always be, you know, teams, every team has its cycle and, you know, will go through the cycle and they'll they'll, they'll drop off. And another team will come through, so you have to be there, kind of, to be ready to. to, to no, I know it's not easy, Ben. You know, and maybe McCruise think I'm just taking McCruise because of the fireman that made the comment to me. That you know, they can't. You know, you have to keep keep going. I'm just trying to make progress. Like that's all a team can do every year, Ben. Is try and make progress. You know, some teams progress to be won the championship. If they don't, well, then it's a failure. Other teams, it is, you know, to do his best, is, you know, to get the most out of themselves. Like, I remember last year with St. Nalls. Like, St. Nalls got to a quarter final for the first time ever. And, you know, all right, got a man sent off very early against St. Junior's, but still put up a good fight. You know, that was mm. the best year St. Nalls ever had, that senior team. As I said at the time, them boys could go back to the pubs in Mount Charles and say, well, you know, there's never a better team than us in St. Nalls. We got to a senior quarter final. They didn't want anything, Ben, but at least there was something maybe they could say, you know, if they got the right side of a draw another year or one of the big four went out or we could beat one of the big four, we could get to the semi-final. You know, Malin, Malin, Beth and Judith in 2013 got to a county semi-final. I think they took Ray off the ball against Kelly Bays. Kelly Bays got to the final. You know, but Malin could have been in the county final. Mm. You know, so there's always hope then there, but I don't think teams can give up. You know, they have to keep at it. Mm. Yeah, yeah, listen, I agree. I suppose it's, it's, it's trying to get that mix of of where we're at with the yeah. championship, I don't think it's right at the minute. But as you said, the 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 solutions to that, you know. But listen, definitely you gotta you gotta keep plugging and and, and keep trying for the for those improvements. Um, obviously, yeah, big one for Kilcar over over Milford. Union's a big one over St. Nalls. We mentioned Gidor there, Glen Finn, um, and Killy Beggs. That was a game. Glen Finn coming into the championship with a, a lot of hope of, of a team that. Maybe can go on one of those runs you were talking about, um, uh, John. But uh, listen, um, Kelly Beggs proven too strong for them, Frank, in a in a virtuoso performance from from Huey at the edge of the square. Although by all accounts he was lucky maybe to stay on the pitch, but <laughs> man the match, <laughs> man the match on the day. Hey, but big one for Glens, a uh, big one for uh, Kelly Beggs. Uh, particularly we were kind of maybe you know wondering or Glen Finn, you know, or maybe a Rua. Two sides, maybe I end up, you know, Guidor's spot in that there top four. But Killy Bays, when you put Owen Van Galler and Big Huey into that there side, and the lads they had coming back, and you know, Evan Broderick and even Connor Cunningham, who looks a class act, I think he kicked five points. But I mean, in terms of what they offer to their club, I don't know, you know, is there. Is there anybody maybe more impacting than Big QE for Killy Beggs? And it just kind of makes you wonder then, you know, segue in the, the role that we maybe use Big QE in for Donegal. Is there is there a better opportunity going forward to maybe try and get QE involved in the game more? Because technically, as well as that power and drive, you know, there, there's a lot of a lot of football in Big Q, but uh, it'll be disappointing for Glenfinn, particularly when they, I think they welcome Guido now. Uh, at home next weekend just puts a wee bit of pressure and turns the screw but just uh, uh, jumping back there the point John made about St. Nalls against St. Unions last year and this year in championship the different was one was knockout one was a group stage you know Brent McCall had a niggle that he probably could have played but St. Nalls Ratman Cotton will because the target maybe next week's game as more winnable than this week's was and I think John's right in terms of uh, 
the league the league has been uh, you know we slept walked through the league recently because I think we've got a group knockouts or we've got you know those group stages in the championship if it was just knockout I think players would care far more about the league they'd want to be involved you know county players and others would want to be involved in those league games and I, I think just the cut and thrust the knockout I think it's something that probably does need to be looked at because no matter what we would dress up 16 teams when you whittle it down the long way around you're going to come down to the same three or four at this moment in time I think if there was a knockout your league would take on more emphasis you know the double used to be a massive thing when the league final maybe came in you know November if you had a championship under your belt as well you like to add the league title I think it went back to basics there you might get that wee bit more you know Snaws would have had no choice but to have a cut at Unis last weekend they didn't they hedged their bets on this weekend and I think in between there lies the problem Britain Yeah listen I agree that is certainly an issue Frank and, and, and well met and um, I say there, uh, Killy Bakes, uh, 213, Glenn Finn, 113, Hugh, 2-6, 2-5 from play. Yeah, you, you're, you're straight away. I'm always thinking the end of the Donegal, thinking <laughs> we, can, mm, yeah. we can fire a lot of boys inside. Um, of course, the Killy Bakes facing Eve Connell up next, which, which will be interesting. And Glenn Finn, Gador, another very interesting game. So listen, I, d- I don't want to be, I'm always trying to be positive. I know you were as well there, John. There's some interesting games coming up in, in the next round as, as well. So we're hoping for a good fair there. And, uh, just to on about Neve Connell, obviously, and Glenn Swilly at the weekend, like a lot of people were putting that down as a as a as a banker for Neve Connell. But home teams, and this is the thing, I guess, we're chatting about that Glenn Swilly still have enough of them to have a go at Neve Connell. Now, I know Neve Connell are missing quite a few players, but certainly, I suppose, spurred on by the home crowd, and of course, the the brilliance of Michael Murphy, they weren't going to go down without without a fight. John, that that looked like quite a quite a tussle out there. I did, I know that. A bit of fireworks at the end too, Ben, which you always expect in a, in a championship game that goes to the wire. And Copper got a, a, a red maybe at the end or maybe after the game. But no, a surprise, Ben, you know, uh, as much as Glenn Swilly have always been a championship team and getting relegated, you know, wouldn't historically have followed them because they've won championships out of Division 2. I know they got beaten that league final or that playoff game by Kelly Beggs by a point. You know, she thought maybe the heads might have been down. But I think, you know, when Glenn Swilly regroup every year and get ready for the championship, when you've got history, Ben, in your club, you know, of being a championship team or, you know, and it mightn't always be true, but when the, you know, when you get labelled with something, it's, it, it can stick with you. And I think Glenn Swilly have that, you know, label of being a championship team and you always have to fear them in a the championship because when you have Michael Murphy, you know, be it in a group game or especially in a playoff game, anything can happen. You know, anything can happen. That's that's the danger with Glenn Swilly when they have Michael Murphy at the edge of the square. That anything can happen, and when they can get the ball into him, and he can he can do his magic. You know, every team's going to be in trouble. And that's what happened yesterday. They played them inside, and they got off to a dream start, which gave everyone else confidence. And you know, when you're five points up, and you're the underdogs, you'll run all day, and you'll tackle all day, and you'll you know you'll fight for every for every ball. But if you were five points down, you'd be saying, "Oh, you know, we're underdogs here. No one gives us a chance against Neve Connell." You know, it just it drifts away from you. But when they got that great start, it gave them hope, and they stayed in the game. And you know, if you look at the way the scores went, Neve Connell came back and was level at half time, and then they got a goal from Leo at the start of the second half, and then they went four points up. I think Keenan McGill got a point. So it was a great comeback from Glen Swilly to be four points down. I know they got a penalty, but you know, even in the last ten minutes, it was plenty that were that was a point up, and there was. Glenn Swilly, they had to keep holding on to get come back for the draw. So, a big point for uh, Glenn Swilly, and it'll give them hope. And, you know, I don't want to say anything about the championship, but I think this weekend wasn't so bad. When you see 
you know, the, there was a few close games. There was the two draws between Four Masters and Clackenady and McCool's and St. Michael's and Glen Swilly and Dave Cullig. That could throw uh, a spanner mm. in the works coming down to the last game because some team, you know, they've only a point now and some of them teams would have hoped that they would have two points. So it's going to be interesting, Ben, the, the, the draw for the third and fourth fourth round, you know, because Neve Connell, remember, on the tough side of the draw and, you know, there's a chance like that they could be drawn, say, away to St. Junons and home to Kilcar in the last two games and that's, mm. you know, what they were on three points if they won their next game or if they're on one point, you know, it's just it could be a span in the works somewhere, you know, it, it's possible, but, you know, you still think Neve Connell, obviously, are going to have too much to get out of the, you know, they'll get out of the groups, but it could, you know, there could be there could be fireworks somewhere yet along the line. Yeah, no, no, I agree. And I guess some of the teams, uh, John, that were better matched were playing each other in those games. And, and there's a couple yes. of teams in that stood up, which is what what we love. Yeah, I'm j- just trying yeah. to uh, yeah, listen to get you. And listen, what, what, what I loved about it, and Martin calls a, a ref, I think. I, I love the line there. Uh, didn't play any any heed to the theatrics that were going on. <laughs> Listen, yes. Mar- Martin probably defender, you know, his own style of playing would be get up and, and play on. And I think the game needs more of that, you know, in terms of yeah. let the let the bit yeah, of yeah, needle come in. You know, Martin Call, Martin, Martin Call's an excellent referee, Ben, and uh, as you say, he played the game and he's an excellent referee. And but I don't know how you would get on with the assessors, and that's part of the problem. with you know, mm. good referees. He probably doesn't tick all the boxes for the assessors, but you ask anyone at a game or the players, you know, he's a good, fair ref, lets plenty go, but keeps control of it, doesn't take any nonsense. They're not blowing at whistle or call boys back and being pernickety about everything. You know what I mean? He's a great feel for the game. I think that's why people respect Martin, and I think that's why he, he's such a good referee. Like, Martin called referee the county final maybe three or four years into his career, you know what I mean? Which was very good, and he could have gone on. I think then he went back into management with Gidor and that, so... No, Martin. Martin's one of the good rest, definitely. Yeah, hundred percent. Listen, me. The obviously three draws at the weekend there, and it was just like I said, Glenn Swilly with that, with that late score to, to snatch a draw. We had um, you know, the draws there. Four masters and um, four masters. Clonmel back up for their first taste of, of senior again. There's on two seven to one ten, and I suppose going away from home, John. After stepping up from intermediate, Clonely be happy enough with that. I uh, possibly, but you know, for masters, they're doing great work at on the and they've got a young team coming through now. So you know, and, and they were competitive in Division Two. So uh, I think Clonely might have fancied that, you know, because they're uh, they've got Kilcar at home this weekend. So I was actually when I was in Bondora, I met a lot of people there. I met like Sean McGuire from Clonely and Waterworld. He was up and down the slides like a yo-yo, like a young fella. <laughs> But he was saying that, that, you know, that they were hoping that it was maybe able for, for four masters because they had Kilcar coming, you know, to Clackanady to Kilcar the following week and they, were, they weren't, you know, that was going to be a far harder game, obviously. But uh, maybe getting a point is better than getting into the defeat then. So uh, yeah. they'll have to take that. But no, Clackanady are a decent team then. You know, I thought they were, should have been too good for Intermediate last year, but it took them all the while to get there. And, you know, they're very lucky in the final, the first day against Dundo that they weren't beat. But, and have you know they have plenty of good players and they've been in Division One now a few years so you know they really are you know a senior team so they should be competing at senior championship definitely. Yeah, yeah. And listen, you've been doing your uh, best to promote tourism and Bundoran there throughout this uh, chat. I like it, John. You, I would say you'd be taking a spin back now. Of course, Arua and Bundoran played in a derby at the weekend and it didn't look like much of a, a match. Arua coming out one eight to, to six points. Um, poor enough. Fair there. That's, I suppose, the fireworks 
We didn't see um, the other drawn game, um, and that was um, uh, St. Michael's against McCool's uh, down at the bridge, uh, Frank. And um, listen, two teams there, we were on about the different ingredients. John mentioned McCool's earlier, you know, plenty of sprinkle of talent throughout both sides. And I think there's a late chance of a a winner for Michael Langan uh, that that uh, that wasn't converted. So again, both sides one eleven to one eleven. Uh, Frank, listen to be happy enough uh, with the point from that game and 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 look on the next ones. So Michael's are, are are away to to Mulford and McCool's have a home match against four masters. So they'll be looking to pick up uh, the maximum points next week. I I thought most you know McCool's on those sides, especially when you know Joel Bradley Walsh now who's kind of established himself. I think he kicked one two at the weekend. Austin Gallen came back from Erica straight into the team. Uh, I thought they'd have too much for St Michael's up there. Obviously, you know, the, finally the likes of it seems Christy Toya and uh, Colm McFadden aren't going to be involved. You know, their day has passed. I just thought that you know they're probably looking for maybe too much from uh, Big Langham, but I think he kicked one four. Listen, the, the funny thing is that John has mentioned there the three draws leave six teams. I think obviously on one point, so it does leave it a wee bit interesting. Even after just one round, you're looking down the line wondering could that leave maybe a bit of congested traffic. You know, as the comments are maybe totting up uh, points and different things they got there. But even the interesting thing, I thought, even just looking through those, we haven't touched on Kilkiari. I think they had 10 different scores at the weekend, but kind of made a note there just to mention uh, Connor Cunningham had talked in the Dingle News during the week to Ryan Ferry and just talking about Barry O'Hagan coming in, but he also mentioned Jim McGrath in terms of sports psychology. And, you know, again, we're just chatting about Damien Devaney, maybe, and uh, Trevor Alcorn being very honest. You know, Connor's very honest in, in the sense they said that sports psychology after what his players went through maybe last year, and obviously alluding to, you know, that drawn-out uh, saga with Nave Connell. I just thought it was very interesting to say that there was a sports psychologist working with the players because of that there. So, uh Pretty honest there, and an interesting nugget as well. Thrown out the corner. Yeah, interesting stuff. Interesting stuff on all the seniors, lad. Just just a dip across into the the, the intermediate and, and junior the weekend as I suppose Terman the low bunkranity. Columba all with victories. Burt beating Malin was a wee bit of a shock as well. People keep talking about Malin and the, the league form. You know they haven't taken it into championship there. Neef um, Columba having a a massive uh, seven uh, twelve against convoy to, to their ten points. Uh, Frank, did you was there anything in that intermediate outside of that uh, bird performance there that's caught your eye? Obviously, it's, it's blend on low bunker and I've hit the ground running. But the Marlin ones is, is, is a strange one because I'd watched them down in the banks the week before and they were pretty subdued and people were mentioning a league final hangover. But I don't think there is such a thing because they'd already won promotion. Yeah, you'd be disappointed on the day about not picking up a trophy, but you kind of move on pretty quickly from that. You'd seen that, you know, there was no real bite to, to Glentis and Kilkiar either in, in their Division One league final. So I didn't know what the story was there down in the banks. They probably made Nave World look a bit, little bit better than they were. See, Terman turned them over this week. So, I mean, that's two losses from two for Malin after such an encouraging league campaign. It, it can leave them under big pressure. But uh, Terman there got their act together at the weekend as well. You know, they're on three points immediately behind that there. But that's not the immediate in terms of value and competitiveness as, as you get down to the wire. I think it offers just so much more than the senior championship does. And it's going to be a massive battle there. There's, there's sides that are probably, you're expecting, you know, to break through that glass ceiling and get up. And Oklahoma and Ely finally done it last year. And John's saying, they're, you know, they're, they're, a, they're a senior championship side. They're a division one side. But you're looking at some of the likes of, you know, Dunlow, who were probably so disappointed 
how things maybe ended up for them last year in Nave Columba, knocking on the door a long time. Players like Aaron Dort, Lanty Malloy, you know, these lads that you want to see involved a senior championship to see what they can offer. I know Ray Hughes, after the bereavement in their club two weeks ago, they got off the mark in uh, good fashion as well at the weekend. I think they had five or six points to spare in the breed. So as, as it boils and summers down to the nitty gritty, I think in terms of you know interest and entertainment and just close, close knit affairs, I think that's where you'll find the real value this year again. Yeah, certainly. And, and, um, Dunno 39 fanned 25. I'm pretty sure Dunno had 39 last week, Frank. Can you remember now? Um, I think it was three, uh, 39 last week, but it's, that's, it's that's one of those unusual. funny ones that you look at. Or you, yeah. uh, well spotted there. Like, to just go through my notes here to see who Dunno actually played last week. Uh, yeah. me one week second. It was 310. Uh, sorry, against Bird. Was it? So you're, you're just outside of that. Wait a word, it was 310. So Very good. Nearly. You've got far. the notes. Hey, you've got the notes. <laughs> yeah, what do you say there, John? I've I like Von Kralen's factory against Downing. That brought Downing's great one and streak to an end, you know. And uh, you look at the Von Kralen, you know, Keita McGonagall, John Campbell, Daryl Collar. You know, when you have got quality players of that kind of county standard or playing county standard, you know, if, if Von Kralen can keep all their boys fit. I remember last year, I think it was in the semi final against Trachanili up in Convoy under lights. You know, Daryl Collar came on in the second half and got a couple of balls and looked very, very dangerous. So if Jagger's fully fit, you know, he could be a big, big help to Bunkrana. That's a good victory to beat Durling, so Durling could be going well, you know. Yeah. Yeah, seeing Bunkrana last week, actually, like, and as well as the, you know, the 18 wides they posted, as John says, there's five or six seriously gifted players in that. You know, they've represented Donegal at different levels over the years, and Keelan stood head and shoulders above the rest, but even Dara, with all his injuries, you know, at number 11 for Bunkrana, he looked sharp, you know, he, I think he stuck a goal and two or three points as well, so not John's bang on there it'll be interesting to see how they fare going forward because they definitely have players that, that would more than hold their own you know in a senior championship so when you see them involved there like they, they're probably capable of dragging their side over the line in those big games yeah certainly and, and just another just another wee nugget there on the intermediate Ben I was just thinking there when we were chatting uh, at the league final between Mallon and Downing that division 2 final in O'Donnell Park I was out, out of the match and I was doing a bit of car parking duties and PJ McGinley from uh Neve Columba pulled up and had a good chat with PJ. So he was over uh, keeping a good eye on Malin and Downings because, you know, he said they were going well over Neve Columba and he said they would probably hopefully meet them teams down the line. So uh, over in Glen, they're, they're, keeping, they're keeping their eye on the ball, anyway. Nice one, nice one. Good to hear. Fair play like them, boys. Uh, and the, just in the junior there, Narasa, Maval, Oris, Steve Alton, all picking up victories. And they're kind of Gales, of course, last year's beaten finalists. Beating Karen Dunnan, a big, 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 big victory for them. Three fourteen to two twelve. There might be uh, two championships coming to the to the town this year. John, what do you think? <laughs> I hope the years we 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 uh, we take out championship. I wish the Gales all the best. But I suppose on that on that result for the Gales, uh, uh, I just was reading the report that Connor Doherty wasn't playing. For uh, Karen Donner, so you know he's coming back from a from an e operation. I've seen the manager was saying that they're going to take their time and they're going to you know make sure he's fully fit. I know the Gales will, the Gales are going well and they're going to be favourites for the for the junior championship. But no more than the intermediate band, there's a few teams there that are, that are going, not going to give it uh, to the Gales easy. You know, uh, Moville and you know Narasa and, and these teams you know yeah. are going to put it up to them and. Uh, no, you know, it's time for the Gales to win a junior championship, Brendan. I think they're 26 mm-hmm. years on the go now. So, 
you know, they've been beaten in a few finals. Uh, is this their year? It's going to be difficult because they put a big, they put a big effort in last year, Brendan, on their twenty-fifth anniversary. They had Anthony McFadden in, and you know they were training very hard. And I don't know if they're putting the same effort in this year, but sometimes that's the way it goes. You can just fall for you, you know, d- different years. So uh, the Gales are definitely going to be the team to beat yeah. in that junior championship. Well, they're posting good scores anyway. Obviously, that was their big problem, particularly against Downlands in that final last year. And, and they're posting good scores the last couple of weeks. So, yeah, looking good for them. Who's your, who's your winner in that uh, junior section, Frank? Have you any favourites in there? Well, I've seen later Kenny Gales last week, obviously. And I know it was Nave Colin Kill, but I was very impressed with their full forward line. Like, I mean, likes of Ronan Frey and Cormac Cannon and Cormac Brecht, they, they were. They're all able to win their own ball. They, they knew where the posts were. That's not hard to have from last year. And even that one there now at the weekend, you, you would probably have to put them in pole position. But again, obviously have a soft spot for Narossa because they're a west, you know, southwest on a goal side. I think they kicked 5-23 at <laughs> Host and Pedigo at the weekend. That, that's fine clip. And I think Declan Junkla had 2-3 or 2-4 as well. Killian Boner, good to see him progressing. Um, no, listen, there are Kenny Gales are in the driving seat. And it, it'd be great to see them kind of kick on and, and add that championship as well and maybe progress up through intermediate because I think, you know, a town like Letter Kenny, it'd be great to see, you know, the, the second team there coming, only 25 years old as well, like to, to kind of make that kind of progress, like, and, you know, who knows down the line, the sky's the limit for that that kind of club, like, you know, I think in terms of growth maybe and just progressing on. Yeah, we'll not open up this debate right now, we've John well, Arnett. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 Frank, the history of clubs starting up is that they get a very, very good bounce early on. You know what I mean? They're like, yeah, really just different clubs like Gary Castle, you know, are a club in Athlone. Athlone was there. Gary Castle started up because of the population. The similar to the Gales. Yeah. So within 20 years, they were winning senior championships. The Gales haven't won a junior championship. There's more, if I could think, Frank, off the top of my head. You know, clubs that start up and big urban areas get a great bounce early on with underage and with that. And it's, you know, the Gales had good underage teams competing with St. Junins in Division 1 finals back in their early years. So, you know, mm. it hasn't happened for them. But, but, but listen, they're making progress and they're doing You wouldn't begrudge them. You wouldn't begrudge them the Junior A title, would you, John? Absolutely not. But no one's chatting about the St. Junins Junior, so just keep an eye out. St. Junins D? St. Junins D team? That's the one. That's the one. St. Junins D. What a spatter in the works. <laughs> what a spatter in the works. <laughs> hey, listen, it'd be great crack to get a derby going like that, you know. I'd say it'd be more fire in it than the Rua Bondoran one from the weekend. I'll, 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 I would hope for that only. Listen, lads, we'll leave it there, hey. Uh, as for now, uh, John Harn and Frank Craig, thanks so much for wrapping up the championships there at the weekend, lad. Great chatting you. Yeah, great catching up with the two guys there, rounding up the championship at the weekend here in Donegal. And now we look across to... Our neighbours in Derry, current Ulster champions, of course, we have to admit that. And their club senior championship is in full swing. And as I say, I'm, I've got some great uh, people inputting into the show here. But uh, Gaelic Life's and Michael McMullen is one of the best. Not only does he give us great feedback, he gives us great insight to the game. And he was out and about at Derry at the weekend. Um, of course, four groups of four playing in the Derry championship there. And uh, Mal, what did you make of the exchanges at the weekend? There was a few hammerings given out, I see. Yeah, uh, as I say, across the eight games in the championship, uh, the average winning margin was twelve points, which is which is staggering. You know, Stagger, last that's year huge. Glenn, Glenn, Glenn won the title with an average winning margin of thirteen points. Now, in fairness, they were exceptional champions last year. You know, they were the standout team, but uh, twelve points per game is quite worrying 
and now in fairness to the IDA, they have made uh, they've made a you know a representation to change the championship, and next year there'll only be twelve teams. So there'll be a series of relegation playoffs where four teams will, will drop out. So um, it'll maybe thicken it up a wee bit next year in terms of of quality and and, and maybe uh, cut that out a bit. You know so. Mm. And tell me, Matt, do you, do you think we had this discussion with the two lads on previous, uh, John Hearn, Frank Craig, that there's there's a lot, lot of mismatches in Donegal too, and it's tough on those guys to, that's going to knowing that they can compete with an odd side, maybe in a certain draw, but they're going to get railroaded by others. And I just think for them training and their own preparation and development. And I know John Hearn was saying, listen, you got to just keep trying, you got to keep trying. But if it's if it's very far away from you. It just seems like it's such a difficult uh, proposition for them. Now, I know everybody wants to be in the senior. I wonder with them teams going down, Mel, what that'll make. To, you could It could really strengthen the intermediate champions. And then you've got a real team that's coming up maybe with a bit more purpose. So I, I think, personally, you would assume as us, 16 teams. I think it's too many at, at senior level. And I think that's the kind of thing they would need to do here at Donegal also. Hi, and you could probably even make a case that it could be it could be ten teams, um, yeah. but it's going to be it's going to be twelve. And I agree with you there. Like for example, Steelstown uh, were were heavily beat, heavily beaten by Slatnail. You know, and in fairness, it's a Slatnail team that's really hungry after last year's um, final defeat. But after winning the All Ireland Intermediate in convincing style, you know, they had a, uh, they had Ben McCarran in the Dairy Squad. There a few lads in America. Donica Gilmore had a serious injury, but they, you know, they didn't train for the early part of the league because number one, they had a long winter of playing, and also there was nothing to play for. Um, but I suppose from their point of view, it's, it's probably a concern that they didn't compete better than they did. But um, maybe as the group stages go on, they'll pick up some form going into the knockout stages. But um, and even for example, Glenn played Clory and. Uh, Claudia gave him a, a, quite a game for a long while I, I know Glenn were wasteful but with 15 minutes to go there were 6 points in it Claudia missed a couple of chances and then Ethan Doherty got a goal but you, also, you, you always felt that Glenn could have just won by enough as they needed to yeah. and like Connor Glass wasn't playing they were missing 6 of their winning team and the previous week they had played Kilcar in a challenge game so managers are sussing out you know when to pick, when they need a game and when they don't. So um, it leaves the championship group stages probably the way the league used to be. Yeah. You know, you used to use the league to prepare for championship and now from the dairy point of view is you, lo- you use the league with no promotion. You use it just to give boys games. Then you have three group games that is your championship before it revs up. So the... The landscape has certainly changed, Brenton. Yeah, and well, I would, I, yeah, I would say that you know what we know a championship. It's probably not the real championship. You know, it's like I, I seen a couple of games the weekend there, and it just they, there was a couple of games where there was a bit of fire at them, but a lot of them are very. And I guess that's tactics now as well. You see, it's 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 um, like the way the systematic approach the teams have now. The better teams don't give away. You know, in terms of uh, uh, possession and how they play and how they, uh, they're always going to play to a certain level, which means the better teams are always more likely going to win. I think what we had years ago with, with knockout in different games was on the day a team could put it up to a team and they, you know, you could have that dip in form. But because people play 
so systematic now. It's taken that out of it. So what you're happening is the better teams seem to be just at the top all the time and it makes it so much difficult for other sides to break through. And I guess it just takes out maybe that wee bit of that wee bit of blood and guts, doesn't it? Until as you say, it hits the uh it hits the kind of quarter final stage. Ah, it is. You know, and you you need the straight knockout. I think it, you know definitely feel you do. Like look at Thrones Championship, you know, and how competitive it is. Even Coal Island last year <laughs> were a story of their own. Yeah. Um, and uh, I think that's probably something you need to bring back. At, and at the, the the worst case scenario, Brenton is a back door. You know, that's the lesser of the two evils where you have a second chance. But the group stages don't really work. Um, for me and as you said gone is the day when the underdog could turn up through the kitchen sink at the county champions and maybe knock them out yes um, Slanley won an All-Ireland quarter an All-Ireland club final in 2014 Lavi beat them in the first game but Slanley won the championship through the back door so it's not ideal and I, I do feel that you know for example yesterday I was at Blahey and Lavi and Blahey and Lavi 10 years ago would have been a completely different match than the one yesterday. Um, there wasn't, I would say, team was a good way of summing it up. Um, mm. And neither team were going to be knocked out. And they probably didn't want to show their hand. Um, probably, the most, probably the most notable thing, Brenton, about the game yesterday was that Matthew Downey came on at half time and had an influence on all six of Lavi's second half points. So, that was probably the most. That was probably the biggest story of the Derry Championship this weekend at senior level, and that shouldn't be the way. Well, I'm not being I'm not being fair to Dungiven. Dungiven, in fairness, were a good story. They scored four thirteen, um, and when you talk about the league, they probably got a quite a bit out of the league. Jeffrey McGonagall, who who uh, who you'll know well from '98, uh, <laughs> Jeffrey took them over and. Uh, put in a lot of young lads, treated the league seriously, even though there was nothing to play for, ended up third, and has them playing a decent brand of football. Now, they'll be tested further as the year goes on, but um, that was probably the other story, but, you know, it was very, very tame overall, Breton. Mm. But no nonsense with Geoffrey. Definitely not. You bring, you, you, bring, you bring a bit of passion to it, don't we? And, uh, you, you know, just on, on other uh, group, group B and, and Group C in it, is, is, there, is there any pretenders to the to the throne there, do you think, given the, the level of Glenn's uh, dominance in last year's uh, championship? Going by the results, Brenton, it's looking like Glenn and St. Neil and Maher Felt are sort of, they're the teams that put up the biggest scores, they're the teams that have probably been close recently. You know, they've obviously won it. They're the last three last three winners. Um, Throw in Lavi, and you've probably got your top four. Mm. That's probably the way it is at the moment. But that's only after one round of games. But um, it was a difficult I, difficult I one for Steelstone coming up um, first game. Well, I guess you were you were afraid away. The last Neil was hardly the start that uh, they needed, was it? No, it definitely wasn't. They would have been they would have been looking for a for a different proposition. Um and I suppose especially they didn't have all their players with America and different things and, and you know, and they didn't put a focus on the on the league preparation, but I suppose all teams are the same in terms of not having a full panel to pick from, but I suppose when you've just came up from intermediate, you probably need everything to go for you and you need to, you know, 
throw everything at the the championship, which hopefully they will do over the next couple of games, um, heading towards the you know the the, the last sixteen. Um, that's what you'd be hoping for there, because I would have to say they were very very impressive in their All Ireland campaign last year. You know, as I said to Tom last Friday when I was chatting to him on the show, but um, and I think you know Derry as a county need them to be regularly challenging at senior level. Uh, the county needs Steenstown to be in that top 12 and hopefully they will lift everybody with them um, in the city because um, you obviously need your big population bases to be to, to be competing and I suppose that's a, that's a long-term thing that they will be needing um, but definitely a tough opener for them but I, I would be surprised if anybody out of that top four brings home the John McLaughlin Cup um, maybe there'll be somebody listening and I'll, I'll, I'll prove me wrong and Come, come the latter end of the, st- the championship, they'll, they'll come home with the bacon. But at the minute, it's it's there's four teams for me, Britain. Yeah, well, Corian, um, well, they obviously won the championship a few, a few years back now, but there was a lot of good work happening up there. Is it is is that uh, been backed up by what what what's happening at the club underage, or was that just a special group of players that came along? A really special group of players and probably a special family. You know the McGoldricks, um, yeah. and even you know the, uh, they won two championships. Probably which was the big achievement for them, Brenton. They won a championship in twenty ten, and eight years later they won it again with the core of the same players. It's a small pick up there. Like they're more or less living in Port Stewart, and uh, they wouldn't have the same underage structures as a lot of other clubs, but. Um, they bring through players, just not as many as you, as, as others would. Uh, Sean McGoldrick, I think he's in his twentieth year of club senior management. Um, you know the the Pete McGrath, the Sean Boylan, the Alex Ferguson, the Ben yeah. Cody, the long the long term man. So um, they beat ball on the screen comfortably, um, and they probably, if you're going to a fifth team, they probably would be that next team mm. um, that could that would would fancy themselves, I suppose. Mm. And just looking there again, the Dewbridge two thirteen, the Ballanderry, just come back in the group B there. Ballanderry, um, you know, just a name that for years we'd had some numbness with uh, being one of the best clubs about all all over. Is 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 there anything happening there, uh, Mel? But but it looks like they're in dire need of something happening. You're only posting seven points and go down go down easily to, to Newbridge. Any idea what's going on in the club? Here, uh, one word for Ballonderry's transition. Um, mm. When Ballonderry were top dogs in, in Derry and Ulster, they had a reserve team that could have survived in the senior championship without an exaggeration. Yeah, yeah. Um, they just had so many good players and so many good forwards. You know, if you were a, if you were an eighteen year old coming through in Ballonderry, um, you know, it was always difficult to make the senior team. Um, and you know the, they lost Andy Muldoon, Conor Gilligan, Kevin McGuckin, Mickey C. Conlon, all within three or four years. Yes. And uh, I know Gareth McInnes was suspended at the weekend from from last year and injured. But um, they are in transition. The good thing about them is they've they've got their underage production line going again. They're yes. turning out county minors. They've lads playing in schools finals. Um, they're regularly competing at underage splitses and a lot of the former players are the players who are coaching. Um, they they built a new community hub down there. Uh, Killian Conlon's actually managing it and 
uh, good facilities and it will not be long to their back challenging again. Um, but at the minute, they're sort of just... Um, I think... I, I forget the actual number, uh, the statistic uh, of how many years it was right now, but it may be something like 20 years or something that they've never... They've never had a season without winning at least one knockout championship game. So I would say that's a, that's one they'll be looking for this year to keep that going. But it will not be that long before they're back, I don't think, Brenton. But yeah. at the moment, it's probably a fair enough reflection of where they are. Yeah, it's hard to believe, man, as you said, Dave, from them uh, glory, glory years. Um, just going back to Glenn, uh, the champs. McFall, obviously, out in, out in Boston there, whether he's back or not. Uh, there's a lot of question marks about that one, well. Um, of course, uh, Malachi Rourke, uh, some people Donegal courting him a bit, wondering will, will he come back? Uh, uh, will, will he come back in the county uh, management? But certainly, he's staying on there. And and you think they're still the side to beat, or would you have a slight uh, leaning towards Slot Neil? Um, probably are the team to beat if you look at the magnitude of last year's success, but. Um, Cian McFall would be a huge loss because he was their fulcrum last year but probably the reason why he was so effective was because Conor Glass was back and Conor Glass could play the sort of false centre-half back and allow Cian McFall to dictate everything um, their half-back line last last year you know Ethan Doherty Cian McFall and Cian Flanagan like really exciting players like you know um well, not exciting if they're hammering your club in the county final, but yeah. you know, exciting, exciting players, and uh, probably you know they're not going to have the same hunger this year. You know, I'm not saying they won't be hungry, but last year they just had everything going for them. O'Rourke was in, everybody was available, um, they had spent years watching their neighbours winning championships, and it was their turn to get a, a slice of the pie. So um, they won't have that this year, but. Um, they they have brought in a few younger players to their panel, and you know, like they won comfortably at the weekend with with six players missing, six sorry, six regular players missing. So um, they won't be far away. Slant Neil are unfortunately going to be without Padraig Cassidy, who well, it looks like they are even away for an operation, uh, you know, on, a, on an injury problem that had been niggling them all year. Um, the manner of their defeat last year was was disappointing. Like they were. The game was over by half time, and I don't remember a Slant Neil team ever getting a hammer in the gut ever. Um, never mind in the county final. Um, Charlie McHague's back, who was injured last year. Uh, they won the under 19 championship. Um, they've blooded a few lads. Peter McCullough, Rory O'Mannion made their debut yesterday. Um, Shea Casty, Jack Casty came on from that side. So, they were probably crying out, Brenton, for a few lads in their sort of early 20s. Um, and they have them now. Um, and I, I suppose if Glenn and Slaniel don't meet, there's a good chance they'll be in the final. Mm. Um, you know, although Marfelt, Lavi, Corrine, probably something to say about that, but they're probably the form teams at the moment. Um, it's hard to call it after one game. Who's going to win it? Yeah. Uh, you know, but... That would that would be quite a final. That that would be quite a final. That would be a draw. That would be a draw indeed. That uh, I think the whole it's, the whole it's, it's, it's certainly would. would you know, yeah. it, it definitely would be. Um, you always get the feeling in Derry, Michael. I'll just put the last question to you that you know there is such a depth of 
rivalry there, which which we have seen over the years, and with Glenn being the champs now, you really think somebody wants to take them down. You get that feeling, and just along with that, Michael, last question, you just would, on on the impact, I suppose, of Derry's run this year, and we we talk so much about obviously the club and the county and Derry and all that. Do you think that's had had effect? Maybe re-energized some of the clubs as well, having looked at the the Derry County team's success. I think it has. It's it's brought in enthusiasm. Like there's people going to there's people going to club games last weekend, and I know some of some of the ones I was chatting to. The first thing they ask you as well is there anybody else could play in the senior team next year? You know, mm. the, the county teams. People are starting to look at it from that point of view. Who who else could really get in there? Um. We see photographs from summer camps with the Anglo Cell Cup, you know, being paraded around for pictures. People looking for selfies. People looking for, you know, I was at Glen's summer camp at the weekend. My daughter was at it, and like Emmett Bradley was there, and he was signing everything—water bottles, shoes, <laughs> shorts, whatever. You know, so there's that there's that excitement yes. that, that success brings. You know, and Christy McKeag nailed it. He says it was their time. It was their time. They had to deliver. Um, and it, it it probably has lifted the level of interest across the county. Yeah. The thing about it is, with lads coming to America, and that wee lull between the county season and the club season, it probably won't be until the last sixteen or the quarterfinals. But you know, people will be wanting to go to see. You know, is Conor McCluskey going to take his county form into the club? Or mm. like last night, Matthew Durney been injured all year. But he comes on and he he has a hand and and six points mm. and, a, and a goal chance and people are now thinking well is Matthew going to be Derry's number eleven next year uh, that type of thing so uh, as I say raising pay lifts all boots and that type of thing but yeah. um, you know the, the Galway defeat was really disappointing there's no two ways about it but as I said to you, when I spoke to you a couple of days after it's Derry's long term thing they need need to be looking at about about where they want to go yeah. but um, if they can hopefully unearth a couple of young lads like Garrett Higgins for example scored one five for them given really exciting young player you know you're saying is he the sort of boy that Rory could come in and sorry could bring in and mould into you know another forward up there so yeah. that's the sort of conversations we're, that are happening yeah we're the same we're the same ourselves we're looking around <laughs> we need a few uh, gaps uh, plugged and more in our defence mallet and, and maybe more in your forward line but listen f- fan- fantastic stuff hey, we're out of time there Mal thanks so much for rounding up uh, that as ever the Derry Senior Championship I'll speak to you sure as, as the uh, Championship rolls on thanks a million Ben all the best mighty stuff there mighty stuff Michael McMullen of the Gaelic Life there but thank him so much for his input this evening as ever um, John Hart and Frank Craig uh, who were on previous to us and rounded up the Donegal Championship stay tuned of course for the excellent Monday night sessions I will be and I will also hear next week uh, uh, to keep the DL debate going thanks so much for tuning in I'll speak to you all then the DL debate with Sister Sarah's Letter Canny serving food you'll love in Sarah's Kitchen 